Good morrow, you bunch of donkey-faced detractors. It's us. We've returned. <clears throat> okay, that's enough of that. Hi, hello. Um, Post-show 60 here. A round number, it always feels like a good landmark. I don't know if it really is, but, you know, I, I, these things matter to me. Um, today's a fun episode. We talk about the weather. I'm both kidding and not. But seriously, um, House of Dragon, episode 2. That feels like the heavy thing, so we're going to start with that for now and see how that goes. Um, we talk a lot about that, and then Licorice Recoil, episode 9. I don't know if that's like the penultimate episode, or how many more there's going to be of that, but... We talk about episode nine. Then we finally talk in about um, the bear on FX slash Disney Plus. Um, we just talk about the pilot episode one. Um, Grant gives his review of Girl or The Girl from the Other Side, which is a sort of movie slash sort of three episode thing on Crunchyroll. We explain its origin in more detail this time. Um, before we talk about the news feed, um, which is you know a section where we talk about news. Um, nailed it. Um, following that, I talk about Mob Psycho, Season 2, Episodes 8 and 9, mostly the former. And finally, we do our Q&A, because that is back now. So the Q&A is back. We post it on our Instagram, typically on Mondays, which is a great call to action, see what I did there, for you to go follow us on the Instagram, at Part-Time Otaku Podcast. Follow us, subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you, you, you get the gist of what I'm saying. Go do all the social media things, please. Okay, enjoy. there grant hey dave how are you doing accomplice of mine <laughs> i'm doing quite well you like that one yeah yeah i feel like i may have used it before but that's fine um how's your week going it's good it's uh nice and rainy out love the weather i'm a big fan of the weather today so it's uh, i can't I'm, tell I'm if you're just... sarcastic are you one of those no. people who like unironically is like i like the rain Oh yeah, I love the rain. As yeah, long as there it is. The, the sun is gone, you know, it's it, it's a nice feeling having the sun away during the middle of the day. It's uh, is that because of the nature of your work that you say that, or do you just not like joy? It, well, yeah, I think uh, I think joy is overrated, <laughs> and uh, no, <laughs> no, I don't like the bright sun. I like it gloomy. All know. right, really? Yeah, yeah, gloomy weather. You ever been to Seattle? I feel like we've talked about that like uh, three uh, weeks in a row now. But have we really? No, I, I can't remember if we talked about Seattle like two weeks ago, but we definitely talked about the weather last year. Yeah, week. you're definitely right. Well, yeah. I mean, would you say we're middle-aged? No. But we're, getting, but like we're, we're getting, getting there. We're it's, not... It's, it's, uh, it's shorthand versus longhand for sure. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I know the weather has been uh, rather miserable uh, mm. today. Rather damp. Um, I pulled one of those moves where I had to walk like a short distance. This is quality content, by the way. This is what the people are tuning in for. I had to walk a short distance and I did like the calculus and I was like, I could walk this short distance and get mm. slightly moist from the rain or I could bring an umbrella, like a grown-up, 
Mm. Um, and then just be stuck carrying an umbrella for the rest of my outing. Which is way more of an inconvenience. <laughs> yeah, so I got yeah. slightly damp, and I was like, you know what? I'm fine with this. Man, I yeah. also I also went to the dentist today, and like, you know, we could do 60 minutes on the dentist, but I had a very weird feeling, and I want to know if you've ever felt this way. Maybe not, because we're very different people. But I, the dentist is near my place, like walking distance, and I'm one of the privileged folk who work from home so Mm -hmm. that is to say my day-to-day attire is some sort of sweatpant sure um and likely like an anime shirt or something like that um and i just like without a second thought i just went to the dentist (laughs) in that (laughs) yeah (laughs) like but here's the thing is like i got like i showered and dressed Mm. and like they weren't like schlubby sweatpants they were like high quality you know lululemon like nice fitted sweatpants but they were still sorry but they but like at the end of the day like they're still sweatpants you know what i mean and like my dirty ultra boosts and like a loose fitting shirt and then i walked in and it's just people either in scrubs or in collared shirts buttoned all the way up and Mm. they're all like done up for work because like they have to interact with humanity for the rest of their day and i don't do that um Mm. on a monday to friday basis anymore and i was like oh right and i was like have i become like that guy like that schlubby person that just like you know what i mean doesn't put on their face for the day as long as it's not a pair of genuine pajama pants i think you're safe yeah that's a good point (laughs) that's the worst (laughs) i have to there's no way like i'm among like there's no way i'm alone right there's got to be a lot of people who have like also the style now too so yeah that's true yeah but i bet on the whole a lot of people's like day-to-day wear has become much more relaxed definitely okay all right well thanks yeah (laughs) for joining us this week but you know i just thought it was worth discussing um i try to not think about the dentist as often as i can what'd you say I try to not think about the dentist as often as I can. So I'm like, I'm, I'm just anxious listening to you tell your story about the clothes you work on to the dentist. You don't like the dentist? No, I don't. And I have like no reason to. Like I have, I have good teeth. I take care of my teeth. It's mm-hmm. just, I think it's the smell. I don't like the smell of the dentist's office. It is. Just, yeah, it sits in your stomach. Sorry, if anyone's listening, you probably know what I'm talking about. And if you're feeling sick, I apologize. It's a uh, sterile environment. Too sterile. Yeah. Like, you go to a hospital, doesn't smell that. Yeah. It doesn't smell like that. Did you know... Um, this, this is some stuff to brighten your day, actually, your fun fact of the day. Did you know that dentists have some of the highest suicide rates um, as, in terms of career choices? What? Yeah. That's a ra- very, very random statistic. Well, I want you to enjoy it the next time you're there. Maybe tell your dentist, see what he says. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> okay, thanks for joining us. Maybe we should restart. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, no, let's, let's, let's brighten this up. Yeah. With one of the most happy-go-lucky shows out there. Yeah. Hot D. Hot um, D. Also known as House of the Dragon. We didn't make up Hot D. If you're just joining us, they all call it that. So, mm. welcome to Hot D. Um, ooh, I want to say this. Strap yourselves in for some Hot D. <laughs> for some Hot D. Sorry. Um, episode 2. What'd you think, homie? Uh, I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I, <clears throat> I definitely... By the end of the episode, I kind of, I think like towards the end of the episode, there was like that really big scene on the bridge, which I think mm-hmm. goes down as, uh, in any Game of Thrones, you know, visual media 
probably top five for me. That was like really like really good tension, filmed tension between yeah. characters. They fit in humor, like the 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 on the precipice of action. It was really really like really cool scene. Mm-hmm. Um, looked great visually. Uh, you know, good performances across the board. But I do definitely get the feeling like the show is just all like interior. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, it, like, it feels like in the like, way it's shot. Well. No, no, like, 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 subject matter wise, like, I feel like we're only seeing, um, like, like, we're not seeing the world. We're only really seeing, like, the chambers of, like, the small council. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, like, I feel like I kind of just by the end, I was like, oh, I wonder if that's just what this is going to be. Like, I hope it's not. Yeah. But um, it, that was, like, my one little, like, by the end of the episode, of like, oh, like, I wonder if we're going to, like, see some travel. Get, get or, moving, like, yeah. Yeah, but a really good episode, like I said, the friggin', like, <laughs> That bridge scene was all time. Yeah, so fucking good. Okay, so I, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts. I will just say one thing into your uh, with regards to your bridge scene, like you know, mild spoilers, but like if sure. you've looked at a trailer or even a poster for this show, it, it's no secret, and I think HBO has been very uh, outright, uh, or they've spoken very outright when they say like there's a lot of dragons in this show. Like it's called House of Dragon. It's taking mm. place in a time where dragons are much more common and they're like kind of like the nuclear power um versus when we saw game of thrones like we had to wait you know we i think the three seasons yeah at least three i think the first actual dragon action scene takes place in season four and then drogon and well the dragons are really only at maturity in the last two or three seasons and really in that last season is mostly when you're getting most of the action related dragon scenes Mm. This, and I'm not saying that there's dragon action in this one, but, like, you do... It does feel a bit like it's on fast-forward, because dragons are just here. They're just an established power. True. And, like, I don't want to say everyone has them, but they're... It's, like, they're bountiful from mm. the from the start. And that is, like, very, very different from Game of Thrones. I do have to remind myself, because, like, it looks so similar to Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. like, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I, I need to remind myself that there, this is, like you know, a different time period. You know, this is like a historical yeah. text compared to the you know, the original show. I, and because it, it's hard to tell, like if you're just not looking at it. Well, that's the thing. You're not really paying attention. You're like, oh, this is weird. Like it looks the same, but it's so different, you know. It makes you wonder, I think the exact figure is either 158 or 178 years before Daenerys, mm. tra- before Game of Thrones, the events of Game of, of Game of Thrones. Yeah, 174 sticks out to me. For some there you go. But like it... You know, I don't think there's been anything so far to, like, demonstrate that to the viewer that, like, this is a different time period. Because, oh, look, they don't have blank. You know what I mean? Like, are we going to find out, oh, they don't have wildfire yet, or dragons are more superior because they haven't figured out ballistas yet. Um, Things like that. You know, it really just looks like pretty much the same world. Like, you could have told me this was two decades earlier, and I would have believed you. You know what I mean? Not... 150 years is a pretty significant amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I'm like nitpicking, but I just thought that was. I do worth find noting. the show's a bit of a more regal look to it. Mm. You know, like the I think maybe like kind of way they dress. Like I find like they tend to have their crests more. Mm. I know I, I I'll give you that. So specifically, like the. Um, the, the uh No, Viserys has like I, he has like the three-headed dragon like yeah. on his shirt, and then the. Cor- uh, is it Cor- uh, Corlys, the Galarian, yep. or the Sea Snake. The Sea Snake. He had like you know his emblem as well too. So like they're very like fronting with their houses where they did have that in Game of Thrones, but I felt like it was more situated to the banners. Good point. Uh, you know, and the kind of like more uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? More not traditional, but more 
like ready for action clothing you yeah know, it was like more, more casual it, this very feels like high court you know and like even like you know, when we did see the king's landing stuff with you know the lannisters and all that in the other shows like you know like they were dressed nice and all that but they weren't like fronting their logo as much as i find they're doing in this so yeah no that's a good point yeah but uh god it's so good i'm really it, i'm just you know i sit down and i watch it i was just like fucking i'm just so glad to be back with this like what it's good too yeah you know, it, it is good the, i have to say the standout performances for me has got to be the guy playing King Viserys. He, yeah. Dude, he's so good. I know. He's really good. Yeah, he, he definitely got, had, you know, like in, because he's definitely like, like you had said last week, he's one of the big three, I think, so far, you know, between, you know, the Damon, Viserys, and is it uh, Renera? It's either Renera, Renaris. Yeah. So I always mess it up. Between the, 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 young, the daughter, Viserys' daughter. daughter, right. Um, you She's know, great, he, too. Oh, she is great. Yeah, she's very good. Um, but like, but, but the guy playing Viserys, like he he got to show so much different, like the anger, like the sadness, the you know the elation, like you know, like uh, he got to act with his face. You know, there's that's that one, a good like, point. Really, cre- really creepy scene where he's like on that like that meeting with you know who potentially would be his wife, who ends up being like his niece or something or his cousin. Yeah, second yeah. Cousin. She, anyways, and you could see like the acting on his face of like, yeah, this isn't right. You know, and he's like trying to go through the motions of like. Like, just seeing him so visibly uncomfortable was really That's true. He, he's been gifted with, like, the actor has been gifted with really great situations to work with. So you can mm-hmm. feel like he gets to flex his muscles quite a little bit. Yeah. But he's a great character. He kind of reminds me, you know, um, I will say I haven't read um, the source material this is based off of. I don't know how it ends, quote. Um but he really reminds me a, a little bit of like an Eddard Stark character. Mm. Eddard, Ned Stark was kind of like blinded by his honor and really limited by it. And as a sure. result was like kind of bad at the Game of Thrones. Mm. Um, and all of that made much more sense. Like once you saw, you know, once you had more time with the show. I don't want to say Viserys is bad at it, but he, he's definitely a little bit too kind you know what i mean he's like definitely making some like pretty major mistakes like he's not playing the game yeah when you look at players like the sea snake like it worries me you know what i mean it's like ooh, i don't know if you're equipped to handle this it's the fucking the hand there the auto high tower guy that dude is fucking evil i like that <laughs> like, dude I, his moves are, yeah I, yeah i mean i like the actor like i like the yeah. performance but yeah you're you're bang on like like they just seem more capable right mm-hmm what is it? What's the big thing for? Was a uh, was it Tyrion? Uh, was it schemes and plots and plots and schemes? Or the same thing? It's just so much of that. It feels like everything, like all the stuff that like was the Lannister politics, like the backstabbing mm. stuff that like always stemmed from them for the most part. It's just like it's all this. Like everyone in this show, in this you know, in Hot D is just essentially it's just that over. It's going to be you know continuously going on. So it's kind of yeah. exciting to see. What one but, of uh, my favorite seasons was when Tyrion was named Hand of the King, mm-hmm. and it was him just locking down King's Landing, fucking shit up as the Hand, mm-hmm. and you know he was working and kind of teaming and um, scheming with, against Varys and messing with Jano Slint, appointing new people into positions of power and bronze, bronze station sort of rose as Tyrion's power grew. Mm. I loved the political like theater, um, of all that stuff, but it seems like we're getting lots of that and also promise of lots of violence, um, Mm. which is always the fun stuff. I also got to say that like, as far as I know, um, like, I think House of the Dragon, like, the source material, I think it's based off, like, we, t- we talked about this last week, like, more of a, like, Atlas or, like, mm. 
It's like a history text. Yeah, like it's not a novel. I'm. No. I think it's not a novel. So no. with that in mind, there, I think there is like um, like an adapted version of Fire and Blood mm-hmm. that is more narrative, I mm-hmm. believe. But I don't. I think this is like strictly based on like the first book. Yeah. The reason I bring that up is because like one of the big complaints I had, and that I think a lot of people had, is like once we kind of ran out of book adaptation room in game of thrones you know many things suffered um the plot blah 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 but one of the biggest ones was was the dialogue right mm. they got to go from like lifting lines of dialogue and repurposing them on the show to just like having to figure it out mm. um and they lost a lot of that like old school like good morrow mayhaps type shit mm. um and the, i just really really like the dialogue in this show it's well i i literally finished this episode and i went and bought the first book so i started reading Ooh. that i've never read any of them so i'm, about, I'm probably about like a couple chapters in now the, you and, bought uh, the first I'm, book of game the, of thrones oh really i've got a bunch yeah. i could lend you oh yeah wow well, i just throw them on my on my kindle there you say pick them up whenever i want but uh, um, it's it's just it's just one of those ones that like you know i had started the show obviously you know i never heard of the books watched it was super into it i was like oh, i'll just watch the show mm. and i'll get to the books one day and at the end literally like the end of this episode you know there's we get like the crab feeder i don't know if that's him or if that's just like one of his men or whatever mm-hmm. and you can clearly see like fuck, i'm assuming it's daemon like you know flying in the sky like there's like a little cut of a uh, movement in the sky mm-hmm. and i was just like oh f- this fucking show rules like yeah, <laughs> i'm reading fine. game of thrones um <laughs> okay so uh, how do I bring this up? There's two things I want to mention about this. Mm. There is a f- piece of the this show that has been heavily mentioned in like all of the promotional material, um, and I, like it's not a spoiler because like people knew this about the show um, even before the first episode aired. But I didn't know this. Were you aware that this show is like based on like time skips? Well. I did see, I saw a still today of like, you know, Viserys, Daemon, and then like what I thought was Rhaenyra, but it's a different actress, like yes. clearly like an older woman. So like yes. there's going to be a different actress at some point. Yeah. So I think, I don't know if they go backwards and forwards, but like then I saw that like they were like, oh yeah, like we really intend to make use of like being able to jump through time. And I was like, oh, what? I had no idea that was a thing. But maybe it's because like they just want to set a different kind of pace. Mm. like um one thing i show the flashpoints in this in this story this specific yeah this specific piece yeah exactly like there was um there's a point in this story or in this episode i can't remember who it is and where they're going but actually it might be auto hightower going to see so and so i'm not going to get too specific just in case but 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 auto hightower has to go on a journey to see another character I was like, oh, I'm interested to see how this confrontation goes in like a couple episodes when he gets there because early Game of Thrones, like you could have a character traveling for a season, like that actually happened semi frequently. Like, he got to that point, we would have seen it. You know, it would have yeah. been like, I'll oh, be waiting for this for like four episodes. Yeah, no, that is that is true because he's kind of just there. You know, yeah. like no, he goes to black and then he's there. They stopped doing that by seasons like seven and eight. Like the I remember the big joke on the subreddit was that like Littlefinger was able to teleport because he'd be like, <laughs> I'll go see them in the north. And then like in the same episode, he would be there later in the north. Mm. Um, it's just like they couldn't figure out the timeline problem eventually. Um, but yeah, it seems like they, like this show is like, nah, fuck that. We're just like, again, it's Flashpoint bullets we're giving you like the juice we're showing you the moments themselves we're not showing you the like the you know the day-to-day stuff they're just not worrying themselves with the passage of time i think it also helps this show that there's nowhere near as many pov characters 
No, like, definitely not. It's very limited. Like, it's a big cast, but it is definitely yeah. way smaller scope. Think about season four, five, six, maybe three, four, five of Game of Thrones. There's, like, seven plot lines. And, like, one episode is basically, like, six to eight minutes per character. And that's it. Yeah, you know what I mean? You're on, you're on to the next one, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, last last thing on Hot D. Um, I will say, and I know this is obvious, but be careful of spoilers. Like, one of the, uh, the advantages we mentioned last week is because this is, like, a canonical show that exists within the universe that GRRM made... Um, we don't ha- necessarily run the risk of like not knowing an ending and then like showrunners having to figure one out. So that's a plus. Um, I think the con or the minus is that like assuming it's somewhat loyal, which I have a, f- I have a feeling it will be, mm-hmm. that means there's going to be tons of spoilers out there, right? Yeah. I saw something on the front page today. Oh, can't wait to see how people react to this. Clicked on it. Wah, wah. Oh, really? And I, I just didn't... Oh, such a bummer. I didn't realize what, uh, you know, amateur mistake. I mean, we run a podcast, but uh, I should know stuff like that because we've covered lots of stuff before. I just wasn't... I haven't been in this mode in a long yeah. time where you have to think about spoilers, right? There hasn't been a juggernaut show like this in quite a while. So... I got I got a good one, and I'll tell you whenever I when whenever we see it, I'll be like, oh yeah, that was it, and you'll be like, fuck, that was a big one. Ah, uh, damn man, uh, that's, that's it's all good. Hopefully, it's sooner rather than later. We'll see. Comes um, to the territory, unfortunately. It, it does. Okay. Um, well, that's nineteen minutes on Game of Thrones and weather. <laughs> and weather. We did talk about uh, weather. Ne- look forward to next week's episode. We're actually going to do eight minutes on taxes before oh. we talk about anything. Um, <laughs> Licorice Recoil, episode Licorice nine. Recoil. Uh, great episode. Uh, awesome follow-up to like the kind of high stakes. What happened in this one? Um, so this is kind of just like, you know, picks up from where last episode, like uh, Chisato's like taken hostage and like gassed out or whatever and she's being yes, like plugged yes, into yes, the machine yes, there's yes. this i think it's uh mr yoshi's uh, assistant mm-hmm. who's clearly also an assassin of some mm-hmm. uh, some regard because everyone in the show is an assassin let's be clear yeah that's kind of just you just gotta chalk it up to you like everyone's that's got fine. killing capacity but it's you know fucking anime yeah, i exactly. expect that <laughs> a show like this i expect everyone to it's be yeah it's based in that world right but um no like again very similar I would say it's like a dialed down version of last week because like you know, we talked about the great blend of the slice of life and the action and like the the nice easy handoff. It's funny because in this episode it was the reverse. It started off action heavy and high stakes, and you know due to like you know the like you know you know small spoiler for anyone listening, the handoff of like Chisato's potentially has like a two months left to live due to her heart getting mm-hmm. fucked with. Mm-hmm. Um, then it becomes a slice of life. So it's like almost like, you know, like uh, these two episodes back to back is, you know, we climb the mountain at the middle and then like as it continued into this one, we're slowly coming down back again. So it was it was kind of interesting to see them do reverse role like that. I thought it was fun because you know, they kind of capped it out with more slice of life. So, so, so I agree. Um, I think it actually completely changes like... Kind of my the the dynamic and the outlook I have on the show. Like obviously the death sentence with a timer on it um, is very dramatic, Mm -hmm. and I like you know that was a good twist. But but I think that more than anything, like having a definitive timeline is scary, um, and it like is good for suspense, and I loved all that. But it was way more tragic because Shisato knew the whole time Mm -hmm. that she was on borrowed time. Yeah. And that kind of makes her like happy-go-lucky slice of life attitude sadder. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
because she always knew and she was still behaving the way she was behaving which is to say she was like still like a ray of sunshine yeah um and that makes me more sad <laughs> like it's it's crazy because you know like the show has has set its tone from the get-go it's been about you know ass- you know uh, underage assassins yeah. you know in this dystopian society and somehow this reveal gave the show more teeth yeah and it didn't f- it didn't feel cheap you know it definitely no. you know it was interesting like the moment happened i was like this might be a one-off like, I think mm-hmm. it's really popular enough. I don't think that's going to happen. I think there's definitely going to be a second season. Um, and I actually feel like, you know, it's it's a little presumptuous, but like, you know, if we're, if we're in, uh, you know, f- fan theory territory, you know, you and I, I could see them killing her off easily. Like, I think this show has the tone. Like, we do have, you know, she said, oh, she is a race sunshine. You put it perfectly. You know, we have her. I could see them in this world, like, just cutting her out. You know, and then it'd be everyone else's story, like living with that going forward. You know, but um, it's they really set up a bigger world. I think this Allen Institute stuff and like these awards they give out to gifted people with talent mm-hmm. really sets up a bigger picture now. Like it all kind of like it's weird how her reveal made everything make sense. Yeah, I like that's kind of a reveal done really right, and it's like it's like a one-two punch. Like it's like a twist on a twist, right? Like the mm-hmm. two-month twist is big. But then there was this whole, like, wait, but you knew you were going to die anyway kind of twist? I don't know. I really, really liked it. That was, like, a really effective episode. Yep. Um, I also got to say that, like, oh, did you see the post-credits? Yes. Yes. God, it's so hard with post-credits now, man. Like, I like, I, we really like the ending song, so we always just let it run. Nice. And then we've, you know, obviously we've discovered the past. Like, I've been a couple episodes where it goes into, like, a like a bonus scene there. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I really like the Manjima character as well. Now I do. Now, now I, I like do. Him. Yeah. I, after the scene when he, like, got into her apartment and they had that back and forth, he seemed kind of like a little edgy, like, kind of almost like a Joker type yeah. character. And then there was that scene in the apartment between, and they had the back and forth. I'm like, oh, this is a good villain. Like, they yeah. decided to give him some, they decided to give him some antagonistic with the main character time. And that was, you know, it, it, it painted him, you know? Yeah, because, and it helps that he seems to be, like, I don't want to put the horse before the cart. Is that what they say? The chicken before the egg? But um, I don't want to, like, call it too early. But based on, you know, the end credit scene where he confronts Yoshi, spoiler alert, sorry, um, and that apartment scene that you mentioned, he seems to be a multidimensional character. Like, it's not bad guy must shoot good girl. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, like, his purpose is to kill the protagonist for some, like, you know, deep-seated reason, you know what I mean, that we'll never quite empathize with. Like, there seems to be a little bit more there. He seems to be able to think for himself. He has his own motives. He isn't just, like, blindly trying to kill the main character. I don't know. I thought I thought it was interesting. He, yeah, he definitely has his own baggage, which they have yet to truly... I think that's either kind of coming next mm-hmm. or at the very end. Because he has, like, this, just, like, this big picture. Like, you know, he he's openly targeting like the DA, which we know is like, you know, good, but not like, we know like there's, there's weird fucked up layers to them alone. But I think we're going to have like one, at least half an episode or like a third of an episode dedicated to like what his whole shtick is. Mm-hmm. And I think we're just going to, I think it's just all going to like really click at that point. Cause I think he's, he still is the last piece. And then like the, Yoshi as well is kind of like the, not really sure. Um, but uh, ugh, this is such a good show. 
It's really uh, honestly good. completely blindsided. Like you know, we had no idea it was coming out. Just saw it on a couple lists, and I was like, "Oh, we'll give this a go," and just completely grabbed us. Like we this is, love, love this show. This is the show we started watching because you went like knee deep into pilot season, mm. and like I one hundred percent never would have watched this. No, I know it's from if you just look. Also, too, I was looking online today. The um, like the official like the the key visuals they put out like you know over the very like after every few episodes they've been putting out like a new visual mm-hmm. the like the artwork like in between like the break in the episode like just they really push like swag and like yeah, they really do and clothing and like the op like all the different outfits they have it's so it's so good i i really i really really like this show the, it's, it's it definitely got um it's it's it has its own thing like i know like you know clothing and and fashion has always been is a very big thing in anime mm-hmm. and anime adjacent. So it's just like to see it like on the forefront without like diving too much into it. Like it's just you know it visually it's doing the talking. It's really cool. It's cool to see them go out of the way to animate characters in different outfits, even in just like throughout the show for no reason. Yep. You know what I mean? And they don't know they don't even mention it. Mm-hmm. Like you said. Anyway, yeah, I'm I'm very down with it. Um. Okay. I, we got to talk about the bear. The bear. You check out the first episode? Yeah, I did. So uh, here's what I'll say just like for the audience. This is not an anime. This is a show on, is it FX? FX, I'm, yeah. I'm watching it, I believe, on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, so Grant and I, Grant, you've seen the pilot, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, we're like three or four episodes in. Okay, we can easily talk about this with like no spoilers. Um, 100%. Like yeah. this is a very easy show to talk about. Yeah. Um, so what I'll say is the reason I watched it, and I want to hear why you did but the reason I watched it is because, like, those guys from The Ringer, um, I mean, that's a pretty big, that's pretty You're talking about The Watch guys? Yes, the guys from Andy, The Watch. Andy and Chris, yeah. Yeah, I think they did, like, a best of the, sh- uh, best shows or our favorite shows of the year so far or something, and they both had The Bear, like, in their top three, and mm-hmm. I had literally never heard of it. I've heard of no one else mention it, and then I started doing, doing some Googling. And it has absurdly high reviews. Everyone says it's, like, amazing. It's really good. I, I guess it's just, like, goes to show how big TV is now because you have these shows that are, like, unanimous 10 out of 10s. And, you know, it's just, it's not, like, a Disney Plus series, so it's not on the front page of everything, and I just sure. completely have missed it. I'm not throwing shade at Disney Plus. I'm just saying, like, it's crazy how easy it was to miss. Okay, so mm-hmm. we watched the pilot immensely strong pilot very good pilot (laughs) one of the better pilots i've seen like in recent memory maybe this year um i can't believe how good this is so i guess the setup i'll mention very quickly um shows created by christopher storer i don't know what else he's done but it stars jeremy allen white who i think his biggest thing is shameless Shameless. yeah it's the only thing i've ever seen him in okay yeah shameless and i can't think of anything else and I think the long story short on the synopsis is that, like, he's a very successful, like, high-end chef, but I think his brother dies, and then he moves to this, like, punk town to take over his brother's, like, restaurant, which is not Italian, fancy. Italian beef shop. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things, man, where it's, like, kind of like Succession, where, like, the pitch for the show sounds pretty mid and like the execution is so absurdly well done. It's like like a sniper on the roof. It's insane. Like I, I one of the most fast-paced chaotic sh- pilots I've ever seen. Like a kitchen. 
And that, so that's okay. So for for me and Leanna, the show kind of stresses us out a little bit. Yeah, it's a stressful because, thing to watch because you know, like <clears throat> well, inside baseball, both Leanna and I have worked in kitchens. You know, I, you know, I don't anymore, but I worked in kitchens for a long time. Well, I've back house, front house. Leanna's worked back house for like you know her yeah. whole life. Inside baseball, on that, I've eaten from a lot of kitchens, so I'm right there with you. You're at you're at it too, but like. You know, because I was thinking, like, Devin messaged me one night. He's like, uh, The Bear on Disney, you have to watch it. Like, it was like a no questions, like, watch it, you'll love it kind of thing. I'm like, okay. So, it's funny because that's our, you know, the new episodes come out on Disney Plus every mm. Wednesday. Oh, nice. And so, it's our 3 a.m. feeding the baby. Uh, oh, the, the bear's on. Let's watch this, you know, in a delirious state. Do not. But, do you watch the entire thing? No, like, we'll watch an episode each week. Usually, it's just coincidentally, like, you know, at 3 a.m., we're up with the baby, and, you know, it's yeah. the new. It's Wednesday night, and, oh, the new episode's up, we'll watch it. But you watch but, the um, whole episode at 3 a.m.? Yeah, you know, God. sit down, you know, you gotta burp the baby, and you gotta yeah. hang out a little bit, you can't just throw him back down, but... Uh, yeah, I heard about that. I yeah. discovered this recently, like, they require some... <laughs> a little bit of hands-on work. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, but, uh, it, it, honestly, it just, it, it... The show is so funny, because the deep cuts of working in a kitchen are like, it's things we've seen our whole, like our work lives, like in these kitchens, like it is so dead on the deep cuts. Mm-hmm. There's an, ep- there's a, a moment in episode three. I, I, well, it's not really much of a spoiler. There's just a moment of like, he's someone's drinking from a cup mm-hmm. and, and it's not even a cup. It's like a, something you would put like soup in like a container. Cause you, you know, in a kitchen, like you don't dirty a glass. Right. So like you drink from like other things mm-hmm. and Leanna just started like bursting out laughing. I'm like, Oh my God, that's the deepest cut for like working in a kitchen. Yeah. Like, possibly put like, it's little stuff like that. Yeah. But also the anxiety of like the yelling in kitchens. Like I was like, wow, I don't ever want to go back to that environment. <laughs> like I, it makes me very uncomfortable the way they, they yell at each other. Cause I've, you know, seen kitchens that operate that way. It's very but aggressive. Very aggressive. And the show, the show's set in Chicago. So like, that's like a, you know, a big thing, you know, they're very, um, vocal people, mm-hmm. you know, especially, uh, you know, even outside of like the, the, the service industry and all that, but no, really, really good show. And everyone's just like, they all play their roles rightly. Like you, like, I know a guy that looked just like that, that did that job. You know, it's, it's so funny. It's, but, uh, no, we're, we're really, really enjoying it, but, the guy, yeah. like, I always liked, um, is it Jeremy Allen, what you said his name is? Yep. He was great and shameless. He knocks this role out of the park. Like, he just, like, he's just such a soft person, I find. Like, mm-hmm. he really, you know, it's like, tr- struggling with trying to, like, command a room and all that. You can see him, like, he's trying to remain calm. He's trying to be a leader. It's a very, like, weirdly uh, understated role that he's, or, like, performance that he's putting in. It's I'm really enjoying it week to week. Yeah, it, uh, you know what it reminds me a little bit of, not to this extreme, but like you, I like that you called it understated. It kind of reminds me of one of those under the surface performances, like the, the probably the biggest one that in terms of success was Casey Affleck in Manchester by the Sea. Oh, I never saw that. It's, I mean, it's tough, um, but he won an Oscar for it, and it's a lot of like Ryan Gosling roles too, frankly, in that like you're you're kind of playing this tough guy not even a tough guy you're playing a character who just is kind of soft-spoken and doesn't say a ton Mm. because he's got a lot underneath the surface and sometimes you think it's only a matter of time um now i'm not saying he's it's like a mirror to either of those actors or their performances but it just reminds me of that kind of a Mm. thing where i've only watched the pilot and they just do such an incredibly immense job of like showing you that there's a lot here to this character where he comes from like you come out of the pilot with actually a pretty good understanding of the world you're in but Mm. also just as many questions 
um, about what on earth is happening. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's a really strong show, dude. It's it's nice because it's not like otherworldly. Like it's 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 like a it's a straight like it's a normal drama. You know, like there's no like. Yeah. You know, there is kind of like a. I think it opens with like a bit of a dream sequence, but even then, like it's like you can clearly just tell like the guy's like, you know, struggling with some stuff or whatever, and he's like, you know, trying to piece his mind together. But like, it's not like, like in watching it from the outside, it reminded me of Atlanta in a lot. It's shot in a similar way. It yep. has a very similar color palette, and I was like, is this gonna get you know bizarre? Like you know, like Atlanta's trying to do that, and you know, it worked perfectly. But I was I was kind of worried. I was like, is this show gonna become that? Like. It's just going to yeah. be like a man in a chicken suit that just walks across the street, the screen, or something like that. Like at no point, like no one says anything. It's it's just it's completely played straight. It's normal life. So it's yeah. Because I feel like a lot of shows are trying to ape uh, Atlanta in a lot of way. Like mm-hmm. people are really trying to go for you know quirkiness and this and that. And yeah. They find they really like you know can't. No one can do what Atlanta does. So no, Atlanta is something very special. Um, yeah, but I I agree with you. It's great to have a straight up. J- drama that isn't trying to like reinvent the wheel Mm -hmm. this is just very clearly about character and motive and plot right and i'm really really excited to see where it goes so i'm probably going to continue plowing through that um i gotta say too too. 30 minutes is nice dude i was that was the next thing i was gonna say (laughs) is the length 30 minutes dude that's the thing is like you can watch that while you eat dinner you can watch it out you know what i mean like you can sneak in an episode it's like there's all these um classic dramas that i either want to rewatch or i somehow haven't watched like mm-hmm. you know um sam has never seen like breaking bad i'm like oh that's like such a classic we gotta watch that and then you realize like five seasons of one hour episodes mm-hmm. like it's gonna take me a millennia to get yeah. through that or the leftovers which i immensely love or the sopranos which i've never seen i've only mm-hmm. seen a couple episodes and like the commitment <laughs> that that Huge takes commitment. Um, not to sound like I get it, first world problems, but I'm just saying, like, 30 minutes, efficient, in and out, and it's hectic. I do find where we're at with specifically, you know, television, it's easier to watch new shows that are, you know, at that time point, you know, like the mm-hmm. hour, 45 minutes to an hour, because it's new, you know, like, you know, there's the discussion, there's the, you know, you're, you're watching it week to week, it's, more, it's easier to manage. It is so hard now with the current landscape of all this excellent, sh- you know, shows, and various IPs and content, like all everything under the moon, it's hard to go back and sit down and binge that. So I think like binging is very hard if it's yeah. an hour show for me. Like it's new. You just got to move forward. For me personally, I just got to move forward. The odd time will go back and like catch an old episode of something. But it's um, I'm I'm I think that's why anime is so, like so easy and it's our lane now because mm-hmm. you know it is bite size. You know you watch week to week, but even if you're watching an older show. In the hour, you get three episodes, and you can kind of get most of an arc potentially, or you know stuff like that. So it's it's I agree with you. It's also why I think like like Breaking Bad was so successful, especially in its second half, because like it kind of onboarded people via Netflix. Like it didn't mm-hmm. catch till season two ish, and seasons one and two were then available on Netflix, and people kind of binged and then caught up. But like the second half of that show is so dark. Like to your point. Yeah. Like, binging that, like, try watching four hours of Breaking Bad, or two hours even, of Breaking Bad, like, in seasons four or five. Like, it's so heavy on you. Yeah. Um, that's actually one of the reasons why I could never, I never actually fell in love with Ozark, recognizing it's an amazing show. Neither could I. Like, it's really good, dude. Like, I think I saw yeah. seasons one and two, but, like, I had that problem where, like, they're putting out all these episodes, and I'm like, yo, this is so heavy. 
was yeah. like, every time I watch this, I feel like I gain 10 pounds. Like, I just sink into my couch. You know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, my God, yeah. the stuff you're putting on screen is just so intense. And, like, you know what I mean? It makes Hard you feel a little bit of ick. Remember, remember it hurting my eyes? Yeah, it was, it was. It was so low light, so blue and gray. It was just, it was very. Very dried out. Very, like, yeah. they want to suck the energy out of you a little bit mm -hmm. and the plot does that too not in a bad way like it's very effective it's great storytelling it's just oh i know it's a tremendous show but same thing i, I did heavy on my soul halfway through the second i was like this is i can admire that this is excellent but i i think i'm just gonna stop <laughs> i don't want to be bummed out all the time <laughs> yeah no i like being bummed out it's just it was just too much yeah. back to back like that yeah um okay that was the bear stay tuned audience um how many episodes are out grant um i believe there's because that's the thing like it had its run on tv and it finished and then uh, and because it's like a hulu deal like fx who on hulu right so it runs on tv for you know the like eight weeks or so and then now it goes back now it goes to disney and hulu and it's week to week again okay how many are so, out on disney i think it's either f i think we've watched four so the fifth one's probably out uh tomorrow okay there's nine in total so i'll oh, see okay. i'll see if i can try to get caught up to to you we'll see about that maybe we could yeah. do that and then cover it on here it's a really fun show um okay all right that was that was the bear grant talk to me did you end up finishing uh the girl from the other side i'm a shitty co-host and a shitty <laughs> friend no i haven't <laughs> that's okay so anyway you finished it yeah i did it, very easy like incredibly incredibly digestible um so i did look into it it is just those three episodes like it's an oad i i actually did the research after you asked me because you okay. asked me on the pod and i was like i really should have known that and then i went and figured it all out um mm. but it is tell it's me. weird i because i tried to look it up too and i'm not fully so is it is it like a it almost seems like it's a bonus feature to the manga mm -hmm. like like an extra little you know animation so like by the end of it, I, Dave, like it was beautiful. It was stunning, incredible voice acting, the visual, the story. Like there was a story being told. Mm -hmm. I have no fucking clue what happens by the end of it. And I think with what is presented with me, it doesn't really matter because animation wise, they did some really cool stuff in the first episode. You know, they, you, you got to finish it. Like it's super easy. Oh to no, watch. I definitely intend to. It, they dial up. They do some really cool things with, again, the sound. Like, you know, you and I are such nerds for, you know, just sound, sound yeah. and the editing of it. and Especially you know, the as two deaf guys. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you can definitely tell, like, oh, there's an emotional moment going on right now because I can hear my ears ringing. Oh, Grandma, <laughs> it's getting so bad, man. Anytime I'm in bars, I'm just, what? Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. It's... Ugh. Man, we're really showing our age on this podcast today. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. um, maybe we are at middle age, but, uh, <laughs> no, so it's just, it's beautiful. Like, it's, I was watching it, you know, I was just kind of like, wow, like, even though I couldn't really follow the story, it's not like it's all over the place. It's just, I think it's reserved. Mm. I get the feeling it's a very reserved telling of the story. And by the end of it, I was kind of like, wow, like, that's kind of powerful. Like, even though, like, I don't really know what's going on. There was such good visual storytelling. Mm -hmm. um, and then, again, you know, the it's limited to, like, maybe four or five people, like, vo different voices throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but, no, I, I, I really enjoyed it. The, you know, we had talked about, like, the storybook look to it. It really continues with that. Um, 
it just I think as it goes, it feels more dreamlike. You know, like it kind of felt yeah. like it was storybook in the beginning, but as you got to the third, like the end of the third episode, it feels very ethereal and and you know, like almost like astral at moments. It's very interesting. Very cool. And the usage of like majority gray, black, and white. Oh yeah, it's just like you know, it's like you know, like charcoal drawing. So like they really, they really, you know, kind of do that up more towards the end. So I have it. Okay, so I have it in my notes here. The history of this thing. So okay. this is my understanding: is it is based on a manga. Um, but so it starts in 2019. Wit Studio made a 10-minute original adaptation where okay. they were testing new animation techniques, and they just made a 10-minute one of these suckers. There's a short out there floating around somewhere. Good luck finding hmm. it. It's probably a nightmare. Um, just because I found it, you know, it's hard to find this. It's hard to find information on it. But this is what hmm. I have. So in 2019, they do a 10-minute short. People love it. In March of 2021, Wit Studio announces that they're doing a full-length DVD that they have funded via a Kickstarter to oh, do like shit. a full-length like movie. I don't know if it's sourced from manga or if it's just in this world. or So I don't know the source of the story. But they funded it via Kickstarter, which far surpassed the goals that they set. Don't ask me numbers. I don't have them. The OAD, the original animation DVD, was released in March of 2022, only a year later. Published a Crunchyroll in the summer of 2022 in the form of three episodes, which is why my dumbass thought there was more coming. Okay. Yeah. So, weird release. Um, That that should have been way more easy to find. Um, (laughs) I had to go from like four different Wikipedias to piece that shit together. But, um, you know, the first of those three episodes was really, really... um, great it was incredibly strong so it's good to hear that you like the last two yeah like i said i think the they spend the most time of world building in that first episode and by the end of it you're like oh maybe there's some more like building to come mm-hmm. and there kind of isn't it's just like all right this is the world we presented with you we're gonna tell this small story with what we've shown you and it kind of i found the way it closed out was it's gonna sound obvious but like it actually kind of like it, it kind of closed on itself mm. by the ending and it had a very had a very like a finality to it you know kind of like it's over it's done take and that's what i said like kind of just take it for what it is right um, and you know like you could you could call us like you know hypocritical because like you would say like oh like you know this thing like you know the story wasn't good or wasn't clear enough but like i think this is so short and the animation is telling the story more i don't think what what they're saying kind of doesn't matter at the end of it i think they're relying on the you know their faces and their reactions and kind of just the relationship between the two characters and and uh and you know various other elements it's uh it's cool man it was it sounds like it's very contained very contained and it's just and by the end of it you're just like that's done i'll probably never see that again unless there's like Mm -hmm. you know maybe maybe there is more to the manga that they can expand into a full story but i can this seems like an art project when you had said this was kickstarter there's no way someone was like yeah yeah, we're going to give you all this money to make this there's no way the the fact that this is like fan funded completely like you know makes sense (laughs) yeah no yeah that's a good point and it's cool that the studio was the one to kickstart um the project but Mm -hmm. yeah all right well i will definitely try and uh finish last those last two episodes probably by next week it's good but okay wait can you give me like i know this is like a pointed question and they're not always fair but like a rough one to ten rating because you said you're sort of confused but you really enjoyed it i just want to know what you know at the end of the day what do you walk away with loosely Mm -hmm eight okay so yeah definitely but i i think definitely solid 
okay, if there was like no dialogue and it was just strictly like a silent film, just or like maybe just like a like a score and just visuals, mm-hmm. I feel like this would be a nine, like an easy nine. Yeah, you know, because I think so. But like you know, so like I feel like the fact that like they attempted the story and kind of didn't, you know, really, you know, send it home kind of brings it down a little bit. But mm-hmm. either way, I, I I really enjoyed it. I think everyone should watch it because it is amazing what they do. It, it, oh, you know what it reminds me of. Did you ever watch Disney's Fantasia back in the day? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it, it, like just like the like the mishmash of like you know just really out there animation. Like it's just animators mm. doing animator shit. Mm. That's what this felt like. You know, it just felt like people flexing and trying to be creative. Because you said like, well, you had just told me like they're, you know, they're trying new animation styles, and that's mm-hmm. very evident by the third episode. True say. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um. All right, well, noted. I'm going to check it out. If you, listener, have seen it, let us know what you think about it. Have we mentioned that we have an Instagram at Part-Time Otaku Podcast? Find us there. I will have told you to follow us in the intro, hopefully, if I remember. Um, okay, how about the news feed, Grant? You want to get to some news? Yeah, let's get into it. There's some, there's some stuff happening. <laughs> and I don't have details for a lot of them. But it's 2022, <laughs> and... In 2022, we we read headlines. We Mm. don't check sources, Mm -mm. Um, and that's that's how misinformation is spread. If variety says so, I believe it. Yes. (laughs) So, uh, in that spirit, My Hero Academia, the manga, will be taking a hiatus after this week's weekly Shonen Jump issue um, was accused of plagiarism allegations, or it has suffered some plagiarism allegations by Disney. Really, I, I I when you when I looked up their our document there, I have not heard anything about this. So I saw it on Twitter. So that has to mean it was real. Um, and I saw that the mangaka—that's the name for someone who writes the manga—I think—has um, responded and said that Disney characters have always been a source of inspiration for his art. So like, I don't know, maybe he doesn't. You know, you know how that House of Mouse yeah. works. Sure. Maybe like they took offense Very to like. Litigious. Yeah, maybe they took yeah. offense to certain characters or groups of characters, or may, you know, maybe it's like a specific issue that they want rectified. I don't know, but I thought that was worth mentioning because hmm. uh, My Hero Academia has uh, you know a storied history on this program. Um, see our earlier coverage for our thoughts. Um, House of the Dragon renewed for season hmm. two. Very very fast uh, renewal. Uh, the probably the most obvious renewal <laughs> ever. Probably. Do you, Do yeah. you remember when they renewed The Witcher? before it even aired on oh, uh, yeah. Netflix. So, yeah. I mean, it's not that intense, you know? Well, we were saying, I remember last week you were saying that it was, like, the biggest premiere um, in H- or series premiere in HBO history. Yeah, just shy, just shy of 10 million. I was reading yesterday or the day before that the first episode's now been, like, seen by 25 million people. Jesus. Like, it's, it's doing crazy numbers. Like, a lot of people have eyes on this show right now. I, so curious to see how they... Uh, how they handle season one. You know what I mean? I really want to know where we end up. Yeah, the other interesting thing I read too is that there was 10 million people watching the premiere and there was 10.9 watching the second episode. Hmm. And Or it was something like there was like a 2% bump from episode one to two. And I guess that was something that has been seen in quite a while as well. Yeah, that's not typical. That's definitely yeah. not... I mean, no matter how successful things are, there's usually a drop-off after the pilot. Yeah. So that's... Yeah, that is interesting. Um, this isn't really news so much as it is an update. Ezra Miller has reportedly, you know, he issued that statement. Um, we've been following the Ezra Miller slash Warner Brothers slash The Flash movie drama the last couple of weeks. 
Um, but apparently, you know, these leaks are usually actually closer to reality than most people might think. Mm-hmm. But apparently he's like in meetings with their like crisis team at Warner Brothers being like, you know, how like they're trying to more or less be like, listen, you little shit. Mm-hmm. Um um, I kept calling him he just now, but I, I think he's non-binary, so my bad. But um, I guess they're basically trying to rein, rein in their behavior mm. um, to try and be like, listen, we're going to cancel. Like, we'll, We're prepared to take a $200 million loss on the movie um, if we can't put you in front of a camera. Um, so but you know what's you know, kind of like I'm not trying to be completely cynical about this whole thing because it's it's really hard not to considering like mm-hmm. everything that's been taking place with you know their behavior, um, and almost, it has to be like PR at work. But all of a sudden there's leaks of how fucking amazing this Flash movie is. Oh yeah, you know with within within like a two days of the like you know the said PR tweets of you know going to rehab bettering you know mm-hmm. oneself and all this and that and then all this stuff coming so you know like it's it, it's it's hard to like take any of this like seriously and like in good faith agreed you know it's just it, it kind of feels gross like I, i'm not going to see oh, the movie anyways because i haven't it's followed definitely, it's any definitely gross dc movies but this is like it's really hard to like wrap your head around and not have like you know just the the hollywood ooze all over this situation it, you know? it's true it's like beat one ezra miller breaking news ezra miller is meeting with warner brother executives um after a short stint in rehab and then it's like beat, beat, beat. Breaking news too. The Flash is testing higher than any other DCEU movie in history. Well, the the like the what I kept seeing was people are comparing it. A, a, a superhero movie has not tested as well or as positively since The Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. And it's like, come on! Like, are yeah. you really trying to pull the wool over everyone's eyes right now? Oh, fuck out of here! Um, yeah, yeah. This is the movie that's going to put them on the map. Yeah. Um, right. eh, who knows? Maybe we'll read our words. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you're aware. I think you actually sent me this. Blue Lock. Yeah. So Japan's 2022 World Cup kit is in is in partnership with the manga series. And the anime comes out in October, I believe, which is like super highly anticipated. My barber always tells me about that one. Really? Because I was, you know, since Haikyuu, I've been very curious of like other sports shows. And apparently <laughs> people compared this one to Haikyuu and like the seriousness of this. Like it's like out there. It's like a dystopian story, I believe. Like people go to essentially like soccer prison. Yeah. And like if they don't win, they can never play soccer again or something like that. But like I guess in a similar way like they people have compared a lot to Haikyuu just from from what I've read. So I'm, I'm very curious. Another fucking show for you and I to cover in October. So, Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> fall season. Like... We're getting closer to me just quitting the podcast in the fall <laughs> because the We're expectation need the algorithm to host for us. <laughs> this is absurd. Yeah, so much. Um, Spy Family's coming back October one, so yeah. <laughs> that's another one. Yeah. What do <sighs> like? What do I do? We just take time off from work. Do I quit my job? Take a sabbatical <laughs> to cover the anime season of fall. Yeah. Yeah. Um here okay, here's a headline I really didn't think I would read. Dragon Ball Super Colon Superhero beats Dragon Ball Super Broly at the box office and cracks the top five anime movies of all time in the USA. Do you you happen to have the top five in front of you? No, I don't have the top five, but I do have domestic numbers Uh, in the US, it's done thirty one million, worldwide it's done sixty nine. Um, so it's nowhere near like Demon Slayer money, but like it, I cannot believe it beat Broly. That blows my mind. 
I was I've been seeing so much positivity about this movie online this weekend. It's it's crazy. Like Fine. it's funny how this show is goofed on so hard. Like in the because they announced player like what like six eight months ago. I think we definitely mm-hmm. talked about when on the announcement on the show, and just see like where it is at now and like all like these big you know talking heads for anime you know very you know. Uh, you know various sites and whatnot they're like wow that was great <laughs> you know it's the really cra- funny the crazy thing is the reviews all seem to be the same mm-hmm. like and i'm not that guy that's like oh if the reviews say it's good i'll see it and if like but like they all have one thing in common they say cg was better than usual cg mm. still wish it wasn't cg plot was fun yeah. like you know what i mean like it sounds like a fun dragon ball movie that like the cg experiment sort of worked with I, I don't know. I guess we're gonna have to see this friggin' thing. And uh, I have the it. top five in front of me now. It's, I don't. It must not be updated because uh, superheroes not on here. Is it uh, just for the U.S.? It just, uh, yeah, for the U.S. Okay. Um, what do you got? It's box office mojo. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's yes, U.S. Well, anyways, number one is Pokemon: The First Movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back, for ninety nine. Mm. Um, Demons or Mugen Trains number two. Mm-hmm. Pokemon: The Movie Two Thousand is number three. Mm. Jujutsu Kaisen Zero is number four, and Broly is number five. Wow! So it knocked something knocked out. out. Knocked out Broly, probably. Mm. Um, all right. Well, you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Damn. This is this is actually a really interesting list. Top wrestling. Yeah. Should we should we skip right to the Q and A? I'm realizing we're at like 55 minutes. Yeah, I, like I said, I, we didn't, I think we're pretty light in the back half, but we can definitely do the Q and A. Yeah. You know, maybe I'll just mention really can i mention mob psycho really fast absolutely i like, saw your love on the on the instagram accounts so yeah i posted that because like it, you know they got me so good in episode eight dude and I, i'm sure you knew this was coming but like <laughs> this is one of my favorite episodes of the whole show for sure it's a quote like filler happy go lucky slice of life episode where mob was like running in a marathon or he's running a 5k it's not a marathon mm-hmm. but he's like running and he's making progress and you know it's a personal challenge to him and it really like it it's this great episode that really illustrates like his personal growth and it has nothing to do with him being an esper mm-hmm. and you know his relationship with reagan is sort of repaired at this point spoiler you know warning but like the show's been out for a couple of years right yeah yeah this season for sure yeah so like things are just looking really good and i was like man this is a fucking blast and they completely pull the rug under uh, out from under you in the last four minutes or whatever it is by, like, you know, the race doesn't go great, but it's kind of okay because, like, he did his best. I know that as yep. corny as that sounds, man, they pull off that wholesome vibe so beautifully. Like, I'm just so impressed with how they did this. Um, and then there's this incredibly dramatic dark twist at the end where he goes home and his house is like set ablaze and it, lo- it looks as though his like family's bodies are there and like this is all foreshadowed a couple minutes earlier by that kid from scar um who seemed to be really powerful at the end of season one he like shows up at the family's home and is looking kind of sketchy um and then you know it's implied that like he's responsible and mob is just completely loses his mind and there's this amazing scene with Dimple trying to calm him down. I don't know, like Dimple, man. Well, it's crazy how like that character, like the full circle that character alone comes with. Like, I could have almost done without him until this episode. I was like, yeah, yeah. he's fun. I don't yeah. know if he's important, but like, oh my god, that guy got me in that moment. 
Um, I did actually end up seeing episode nine afterwards. So like, I'm aware of like some of the twists and turns and like, sure. but like, you know, that, that was a good episode. I would not say it was, you know, I think to me, uh, season two, episode eight of mob psycho is my favorite of the series. It is right on, fantastic up to this point. Anyway, I, I friggin' love it. Such a um, okay. With that, you want to get to the Q and a, let's do it. I didn't forget this time. <laughs> friggin' nailed it. Um, all right, Grant, I'm going to throw it to you. Take us through the Q&A. We've got two big questions this week. So, coming in from Winston, uh, Dave, who is your favorite anime animal? Man, i got to be honest. Like, I kind of am coming up dry here. I thought of a couple things. Okay. I thought about, like, the cats from Sunny Boy. Oh, oh, wow, yes. That's pretty good, right? That is a great one. All time. Um... <laughs> all time but like okay so sunny boy is in sunny boy the show the anime is in my all-time list yeah but i have to say the cats aren't a big part of that like i appreciate no definitely not but like if you're plot. basing them strictly on like animals in a in a show they're like all time i think yes. for the, they're back and forth like it's so funny because there's the whole gag that like no one can hear them talking and then i think there's just one character that like yeah, I've been listening to you guys the whole time. <laughs> I forgot they did that. <laughs> and they're like, hey? I'm like, like wait a minute. <laughs> so, Such a good gag. So that was the first thing I thought of. And then I yeah. think there's like a three-legged dog in like... There's a couple dogs in Full Metal Alchemist. But like... Yeah. Winry's dog, yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I, um, I kind of fell on a probably a basic pick. Come at me if you want. But the Corgi from Cowboy Bebop. Um, oh, sure, yeah. I'm he's i don't want to say he's as much of a main character as anybody else but like he's a character for sure and like the he doesn't do a ton of weird shit other than like be present and do cute dog things but like it just worked for me at the time uh you know it was one of the first animes i watched and it, it worked for me quite well so that's my pick right on do you have one yeah i do uh so in <clears throat> the way of the house husband he has like you know uh they have a cat uh, named Gen, or Gin, Jin, mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, I think it's Gin. And this cat is, in a similar fashion to Sunny Boy, like, there's just, like, random skits within an episode where the cat talks. Like, it's in its own world. Like, it's not, like, you know, an anthropomorphic. It's not talking to people, but, like, it talks to other animals in the neighborhood. And there's this one There's this one sketch that I think it's our, one of our favorites in the whole run of House Husband. Where he's fucking with a dog on a leash, mm-hmm. and he or or sorry, there's that fucking with the dog on a leash, and there's one where he's just the cat is crapping in another cat's yard, and the cat's like scolding him, I'm like, "Hey, dude, like I don't come over to your yard and like shit in your yard," and he's like, "Okay, but like you're kind of bugging me because I'm in like the middle of a shit now." It's it's pretty funny, but uh, I would definitely say that cat. We I I honestly completely blanked on Sunny, but those cats were fucking hilarious. That's such a you pick. That's very yeah. well done. <laughs> um okay last last question of the week only two this week um but i think it's a good one did you get to see this question ahead of time yeah Yeah, okay so because it required some thought um who is your favorite anime character of all time and why from liana must be a new listener you hear this i'm sorry here's all that cat talk yeah um sorry listener um who's your favorite anime character of all time and why so i thought about this today um do you want to go first or second uh i'll go second bastard um okay so i think this i'm feeling insecure about my pick a little bit because i think it's like very 
revealing or it sure. makes me feel a little bit basic. Mm-hmm. But here, here's like my top four or five and then I'll tell you my number one. But it came down to like Shinji, Eren, Nagara from Sunny Boy, Mob, Fushi. And then I was like realizing this trend of all... <laughs> Sad boys. All these tortured young men that go through these, like, coming-of-age stories. I mean, not Aaron. Aaron. I guess Aaron would probably be... I mean, God. And, I we don't, don't know. know. We, we don't know. They're yeah. all shonen boys showing up. Shonen boys showing up. Deep cut. Um, and they all kind of, you know, they all have these weird um, parental issues is one. Um, they They're all you know, young, impressionable men that the audience gets to meet at, like, a really important, pivotal time in their life, and we kind of grow up with them and watch them mature and grow and face adversity. So it is kind of a basic pick, but I... And you're going to see this coming from a mile away. But I settled on Ed from uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. All time. So fucking good. And I'll tell you why. And I know... Listener Leanna is watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood mm-hmm. right now, so I won't spoil anything specific, but we did talk about this when we saw each other IRL. Um, that's in real life, Grant. Um, okay. Thanks, Dave. Is that I think every character, one of the many reasons why Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is so revered is because every character has a very specific arc, mm-hmm. which is to say they all have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And... I don't want to like put more expectations on this for Leanna or anyone who hasn't seen Brotherhood, but I was just immensely satisfied with his ending. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's not to say it's you know good things happen or bad things happen. I was just like really happy with the growth and the whole story and like watching the character evolve. Um, I thought is it's all time. Um, I thought about like Shinji too in that way, but Shinji's arc is just so fucking bleak. You know what I mean? Like yeah. not not to say that. Ed's isn't. It's just such a different character. Oh, yeah. And Nagara... You know what I mean? I don't know. All I'd say, Ed... Edward Elric is all time. For sure. Over to you, good sir. Um, I mulled over this for, you know, very... It's been <clears throat> weeks. Yeah. yeah I, definitely all day it's been on my mind. But I think I confidently landled, uh, landed on Reiner. Oh, um, such a good pick. Reiner might be... One of these, and you know, it's funny because like you rhymed off all these characters who are, you know, sad boys, you know, parental issues and all this (laughs) stuff. But Reiner is a totally different flavor of, you know, just like, you know, mental health incarnate, you know, like he's the dual, like, like probably like a legitimate like usage of duality in a character of like caught between two worlds, you know, like the, just like, you know, and, and that's the crazy thing too is like. We get his story from the one side, you know, the very beginning, and then we get this total, you know, head flip of like where he's really at, and then he's like the constant back and forth of just he doesn't know what he wants, and like it's almost like his heart and his brain are like fighting for you know like which role essentially role, but like they yeah. don't play it as like he's a, a psycho or anything, right? He's just like genuinely torn and and damaged, and I think back to those moments in the basement with Aaron. You know, the moment where he almost ends it and freaking Falco. And, like, he's always holding on for it's something. It's an all-time moment. Ah, just such a, tr- like, truly one of the most tragic characters. And it bums me out because I think a-, a lot of people kind of undersell Reiner. Like, he's yeah. very, like, people consider him, like, not even a tertiary character. Like, he's, like, fourth or fifth spot. Like, he is as front house as anyone in that show, in my opinion. And just... what. 
the little moments they have with him and his one to ones with Bertold and you know the you know the reveal with you know, once we get you know uh, Porco and you know or uh, sorry yeah uh, what's his actual Galliard yeah Galliard you know the stuff with Galliard and his brother like. You know, like that moment where fucking like Andy beats the living fuck out of him, like trying to be like, mm-hmm. you know, what are you doing? You know, and like when he tries to take control of the situation. For, for it's me, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. the basement conversation with Aaron in season four, yeah. like the full circle nature of Reiner's arc is so beautiful, and the way the mm-hmm. show shows you his point of view manipulates us the whole way. You know, it's yeah, it's, okay, masterfully done. I'll give yeah. you that great pick, fantastic pick. Love Reiner, my guy. Um, Still gets his ass kicked like it's going on his tie. <laughs> God, can't wait to see how they wrap him up. Yeah, want to bet it's tragic. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be super happy. Um, all right, I think we can probably end it here. Is that fair? Yeah, I think, I think so. we're good. Um, thank you very much for listening. We love doing the Q and A, so please keep sending in your questions. Um, we'll try and remember to post it on Instagram. But that's another reason for you to go follow us on Instagram at Part Time Otaku Podcast. Mm-hmm. um we'll post that probably usually on mondays and then we record on tuesdays so that's how that works um follow us on you know spotify apple podcasts however else you listen to podcasts and uh thanks again for listening we'll see you next week bye guys cheers <laughs>